You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Good day, Bruce. How are you? Hopefully you're alive. Trying to stay cool. It's been hot here. Humid. Got air conditioning. We do have air conditioning. And despite the fact that I have yet to change the thermostat, it has still been wonderful having cold air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I believe it. Guess what? I got my pool up today. It's not, it's yeah. 90% filled. It's not, it's not quite done yet. It needs about another couple of hours. Do you know how many, take a guess how many liters of water that thing is? Oh, geez. It's, it, it's a lot of liters. I'm, I'm, now, now, mind you, Not Peter sure, Brabeck, Peter Brabeck, you know, the guy from Nestle, he said that you only get five liters of water a day. That's all you get. That's all you get. Five liters or 25? Because I thought it was like five gallons. Five gallons. I'm sorry. Yeah. 25 liters a day. Tw- five gallons. Yeah. You get five gallons of water a day. Well, okay. So 25 liters of water a day, roughly, roughly. So how many liters do you do you think go in that thing? Well, uh, I know uh, the, the pool that we had, it took like, you, you had to fill it like overnight and it was mostly full overnight. So that that's a lot of water. <laughs> so I'm- mind you, I started filling it at uh, 11 o'clock this morning and I just turned it off and it's about 90% done. It's not like I still need a couple more hours. 10,000, so you've got 10, like, yeah, 10,400 liters of water. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 a bit over your your daily limit there. Just a little bit, yeah. Just just a little bit. Water company's gonna love me. Do they charge you by the liter there, or is it oh, just a flat rate? Yeah, it's, it's no, it's not a flat rate. There, yeah, yeah, they're they're gonna love me this year. Yeah. So anyway, other than that, you know, getting that up and running and uh, taking a dip tomorrow is gonna be nice because it's gonna be hot all week. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's gonna be nice. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with the UK. The UK, and I I wish Marty was here, but uh, he's not. Uh, But the UK has decided that they are going to extend their lockdown. Well, apparently, now this just, you know, it just happens to be. The UK was already planning to extend their lockdown before they announced the first extension. They, They were already planning to to cancel it anyway. What are they going to do? You're, you're looking at something that's fresh. I mean, this just happened uh, at the time of this recording. It just happened. So what did Boris say? What, what do you got there in front of you? So Freedom Day, as they're calling it, was supposed to be June 21st, right? It's now been pushed back to July 19th. And at the moment, uh, gatherings are limited to six people indoors and 30 outdoors. Uh, uh-huh. Johnson, uh, hold, hold on a minute. Hold outdoors, on a minute. Yeah. Six. Uh, just so, just so we're clear, how many people indoors? Six. 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 Okay. Was there more than six people sitting around that table at at the G seven in Cornwall? <laughs> well, I mean, the 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 name G seven alludes to at least seven being there uh-huh. around the, the table. Yeah. 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 And there was actually more than that. Of course, you got all the entourage mm-hmm. and the press and, you know, all the media whores and everybody in there. So they were all there. Uh, th- no masks, by the way. So clearly there were more than six there. And then the garden parties that they were having, was that more, more than, than 30. 30 people? Was that more than 30 people? Yeah. That, that yeah. I that, would say that was more than 30. More than yeah. 30. Yeah. More, more than 30. You know, 
I I just I have to I have to play this clip. Dominic Robb was asked about this by uh, Trevor Phillips on UK TV, and he was asked about the well the hypocrisy. You know the 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 well the, the elites. You know they were they were doing one thing, and they were in front of the camera for the the photo ops, and then they were shown the pictures are out there from a guard part. Well, you know what? Let, let's just let's listen to what he had to say, shall we? Let's let's hear this. So. Um it's a pretty good signal that if you're having a wedding and you can have it outside, you can probably have more than 30 people and uh, not wear a mask. Well, the G7 is not 30 people, but... The... There were more than 30 people at the barbecue. Well, I, the, I, I, the pictures I, I, are all out there. The, 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 there was social distancing that, that was... They were not that, that social was... distancing. Well, well, you know, Trevor, we, we look very carefully at I mean, this. honestly, I, I'm not blaming uh -huh. you for this, Foreign Secretary. All I'm saying is, it's out there... I don't... And actually, maybe somebody tripped up, maybe somebody made a mistake, but it's out there and people will be reasonably saying, you're not allowing me to gather with my friends and family at a wedding or a funeral. But look at what you guys well, are doing. In, in fairness, uh -huh. uh, there, there have always been different uh, principles for social entertainment or weddings than for government business. Now, oh. you may make uh, light of barbecues. Oh, hmm. Rules for thee, but not for me. Do as we say, not as we do. He said the quiet part out loud. And in those pictures that they were showing, um, there was, <laughs> I, I did a quick head count of the two. There was about 35 in those two pictures. So, uh -huh. And those are not the only yeah. pictures. There's many, many, many more. No. The garden parties with the, the royal family and all the rest of it. Oh, yeah. 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 Now, see, you can't yeah. have a wedding. You can't have a barbecue. You can't have friends and family over to watch the uh, the Euro football tournament, which is going on right now. You, you can't do any of that. No, no. But see, we, we the elite, well, you're not even actually the elite. You're tools of the elite. We the politicians, we the, the royals, we the the aristocrats, the, the aristocracy, we can do this because, well, we're government. We're, we're government. Do you remember the German government over New Year's Eve last year? No one was allowed to have any fireworks. The Germans are big on fireworks when it comes to New Year's. I mean, they are. By, by God, man, they order in all kinds of fireworks. It's the only time of the year where you can actually set them off. There's usually, I don't know, a, a dozen or more paramedic calls that night because people go out and they blow themselves up and all the rest of it. They burn themselves. Drunk idiots, right? So that's the one time a year that people can legally set them off with no backlash, no fines, no nothing. Right? That's the one time. So what happens when you give everybody... That privilege one time per year, they, <laughs> they go crazy with it. So this year they couldn't do it. This past year they couldn't do it. No, you can't do that. What were the German government doing? They were all at the Brandenburg Gate surrounded by the police with fully automatic MP5s enjoying their champagne, enjoying their fireworks. People marched up as a crowd and said, we're going up here to watch the fireworks. And the police said, no, these aren't for you. Well, wait a minute. If I'm a German citizen, I'm not. I mean, I'm an American citizen, but... I can understand where the Germans, the German citizens coming from. You're a taxpayer. Those people are being paid by your taxes. Those fireworks that they're setting off are paid by your tax money. That $80 a glass champagne they're drinking is paid by your tax money. Why wouldn't you get pissed off? It's about them rubbing your noses in it. Yeah, what did Klaus say? Well, we're going to see a more angry world in the year to come. We're, we're going to see a more angry world because that right there. They're doing it on purpose. So I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go off on that tangent, but I, I thought that that interview right there with uh, with Trevor Phillips on with Dominic Rob that was uh, yeah we we kind of had to go there. Very apt. 
Yeah, yeah. we, we kind of had to go there. And uh, just for the record, I would be infuriated if um, local officials said, you're not allowed to do fireworks and then use taxpayer dollars to pay for it. I would be be looking for the the boys and be like hey uh uh-huh. they're not letting us have a fireworks show why don't we give them a fireworks show uh-huh. anyway anyway yeah go on uh go on there about uh good old boris yeah uh johnson said as things stand and on the evidence that i can see right now i'm confident that we will not need more than four weeks i'm pretty sure that's what he said last time this this came up and the time before that and the time before that yeah they were confident that they wouldn't need more than two weeks to flatten the curve. Bruce is pouring his glass of whiskey. You have to excuse him here. He's- yeah, I, I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Mix it in with my tea. Mm. Yeah, Bruce doesn't drink for those that are wondering. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, so this is um, a, a bit interesting for the UK because 70 million of their population are vaccinated, which basically that means, or excuse me, 70 million vaccines has been administered with 80% of the country having received at least one dose. But yet they're still saying we have to lock things down. Mind you, they're they're claiming these vaccines have a 96 percent efficacy against hospitalization after two doses and 92 percent after one dose from the AstraZeneca. Also, keep in mind, hospitalization rate for those that are not vaccinated is 2%. Do you know how many people died? These are according to the official UK government statistics. Do you know how many people died of COVID-19 yesterday? Take a guess. Clearly, it has to be thousands because they're shutting down the the nation again. (laughs) Three. No, 3,000. No. I mean, the number that comes after two. Three. Oh. Hmm. Do you know how many new cases? uh, Yeah. yeah, do you, know, do you know how many new cases they had yesterday? New cases of COVID-19 yesterday in the UK. All of the UK. I'm talking about England, Scotland, Northern Ireland, and Wales. Do you know how many cases they had in the UK? New cases. Well, clearly, new case, clearly it has to be like in the hundreds of thousands because you just said there wasn't any deaths. So clearly they're going off of new cases, right? So it has to be like exploding all over the place. So they're, they're, they're concerned that the numbers are, you know, going to skyrocket, even though the vaccine's only 96% effective against hospitalization. Interesting that they point that out now, by the way, that it's hospitalization that it's effective against, not you catching it, which is what they were touting in, uh, originally. But anyway. 7,742, to be exact, according to the official uh, coronavirus report put out by the UK government. To give you an idea, now they're saying that that the number of cases has risen by what they say 240% in a week isn't that mm-hmm. is that what they said and the number yep. of deaths has doubled uh since since last week right that's that's what they're saying so i just so happen to have the statistics from last monday that the uk government put out listen to this last monday they had 5683 new cases on monday last monday and they had one death of covid-19 one well, yeah, that 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 is a two hundred and forty percent increase or whatever. That that does uh-huh. that does compute. Uh huh. And the deaths have more than doubled. Uh, yeah, it just that that's very that 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 that's um very deceptive. Um, when you very percentages, deceptive. very deceptive. Um, yeah. Um. Oh, by the way, they're saying it's the, the, all of the lockdowns and everything is from the Delta variant. Which uh-huh. those of you that are listening know the Delta variant is actually the Indian strain that they were mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. Well, no, you can't say it's that. Racist that's not in- call it yeah, from it's racist. It's not yeah. inclusive. You, you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So 
but they're changing the narrative so that you, the um, zombified individual, does not understand. I'm not saying our listeners are zombified because clearly you're you're listening and you're you're doing an effort to try to be educated, you know, staying aware. But the rest of the populace, they're trying to placate them to, you know, oh, this is a new variant. This is the Delta variant. It's not originated from any specific nation. This is new. No, it's the India variant. The country was supposed to uh, be headed out. And I, again, I hate talking without Marty here about the UK stuff, but it's just it, it's too explosive to not talk about it. You had a protest going on in front of number 10 today, calling for the arrest of uh, Matt Hancock, calling for uh, Boris Johnson to to step aside. And he's a traitor. He's uh, he's shameful and, and all the rest of it. Shame on you. They were chanting and, and everything else. And do you think they care? No, they don't care. No, they don't care. I'm waiting for the mainstream media to, to call it a super spreader event. I'm waiting for that one because none of them were wearing masks and certainly none of them were social distance. So I was waiting on them to to call that for what it was. But, uh, you know, I'm waiting on the, the cases to to more than double and <clears throat> and the deaths to go up by more than than 50 percent or excuse me, up by more than 100 percent. So in a week. So we'll, we'll see. But uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson today, apparently, as you said, announced a four week extension to the restrictions meaning that, uh, well, the English that uh, had more freedom in July 2020 compared to how things are now. Now, here's the interesting thing. He says he's going to look at it again in two weeks, right? A two-week review. Well, he was saying that the other day when there was a mm-hmm. possible talk of an extension. Well, no, see, they had already planned on having that extension before they were even talking about uh, postponing it. So you were going to get put back on lockdown regardless. It didn't matter because they want to stop all the holiday makers and all the rest of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They want to shut all that down. Now, here's the interesting thing. In Boris Johnson's words, by what you were talking about there, there's no guarantee that it's going to end next month, is there? No. Nope. Uh Uh-uh. No. They're, They're going to look at it. Exactly. They're going to look at it. Meaning, well, uh, you're going to have guys like Dr. Hillary Jones back up there touting the uh, the garbage on uh, uh, Good Morning Britain. Well, does it make sense to open the, the country when the cases are rising? No, it doesn't. No. And in the meantime, you're going to have more hypocrisy out of these people out there enjoying their vacations. They're going to enjoy their vacations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, you don't get to do that. I'm waiting for them to put together uh, Biden on a ski slope down there in Geneva or something coming off the side of an Alp. I'm waiting for that one to happen, you know, rubbing that in everyone's face. Oh, yeah, toasting some hot chocolate or something. Yeah, I'll be real disgusting, you know. And don't think that the Swiss people are immune to this. They're being put on lockdown, too. Although I think that's pretty stupid, to be honest, because those people will cut you in half. Literally, that's the most heavily armed nation outside of the U.S. That's the dumbest thing you could do. That's why I half think that, that these bankers, these international bankers, they've bitten off more than they could chew with this thing because... If there's one thing that you don't do, if you're like the the Klaus Schwab type or the Rothschild type or a George Soros type or a Rockefeller or, or whatever, if you're one of these types of people, you don't bomb your own bank. Some people use another analogy about uh, you don't do your business where you where you eat kind of thing. It's too graphic for the uh, for the podcast because we're a family show, so I'm not going to go there. So I'll use the other analogy instead. You don't bomb your own bank. And that's what they're doing. They're bombing their own bank. Why do you think all the rich people go down there and have these armored redoubts and, and everything in Switzerland? Because that's where they keep all their money. Well, if you're doing that to the Swiss population, those people are trained from damn near birth to learn how to use military artillery, not just not just guns, but they've got access to, to, to military style weapons that a lot of the American populace don't have access to. Those are the last people on Earth outside of the Americans that I would be screwing with at this point. But they're doing it. OK, 
Good luck to you. To remain consistent, they have to, though. They do. They do. But you know something? Not even Hitler went into Switzerland. (laughs) You know? (laughs) True. (laughs) That says something. That that says something. Uh, Real real quick. They're talking about Freedom Day may even get pushed back another four weeks past the the, the July date that they're they're giving there. Was it uh, July 19th, I think it was? Yeah. They're saying it could be pushed back another four weeks after that. Well, Bruce, you, you heard but, what they were, you heard what was on the cover of the Telegraph yesterday. They said, well, it's entirely possible we're going to have to push all this back to next spring. That's honestly, that's what it looks like, because um, the their chief economist is saying, uh, uh, it, although there is clear risk that Freedom Day will be delayed again, as long as any further delays can be measured in weeks rather than months, uh, COVID-19 probably won't have a big scar on the size of the economy. And he's predicting that they'll return to pre-pandemic levels by the fall. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. By delaying... No, nah, it's not going to happen. You're you're trending right back down into the cold and flu season, and then they're just going to exploit it like they did this past year because no one's paying attention. Now, they're saying here by delaying the lifting of the lockdowns until September, which is what you're talking about, a third wave, <clears throat> you know, the yeah, I'm doing air quotes, of COVID will then be pushed into the autumn and winter, meaning that... The whole NHS narrative will be overwhelmed. Yeah, that's, you know, that that narrative. Oh, the hospitals are, are being overwhelmed and and we can't we can't risk it. No, no, we can't do that. So, again, then it becomes, well, it's just one more lockdown so we can save Christmas. Yes, yeah, it's just so we can so we can save Christmas because that's what everyone was told last year. Well, we need to save Christmas so we can't have it. Um, yeah, that's like George Bush saying we need to abandon the free market so we can save it. Yeah. So the health minister. Yeah, the health minister, Ed uh, Arger, I think is his name, said today that it is, of course, possible that yet another delay will be needed, as you said. Yeah, will will be needed that beyond uh, July 9th. Uh, Foreign Secretary Dominic Robb, who was in the clip that we played, uh, also acknowledged that there was no absolute guarantee that the restrictions would be lifted on July 19th. Now, we talked last week about, uh, I think it was on the exclusive about uh, the uh, Communist Party member and the current SAGE advisor, Susan Mishy. She says that the, the restrictions and the mandates need to remain in place forever. We, we need to keep all this stuff going on forever. We've got to have social distancing forever. We've got to have the mass mandates forever. We can't end this stuff. But it seems like they're trying to apply it in one place and then not apply it so so much in, in other areas. It's almost like they're they're using certain places as control groups and, and others not. It's almost like it's a giant lab experiment. That's what it seems like. That's what it seems like. Because they're spinning you in circles in this country, but yet there's no information between this country and that country, but they're doing something different in this other country, but they're all unifying around four or five different uh, talking points and different narratives from around the world. As you've said before, there's about four or five different scripts that they're running here, and they'll just change the uh, the, the the terms or, or whatever uh, in between all of them to keep people off balance. I think that the restrictions that are in the UK are a direct result of the party at Davos seeing the protests of the millions of people out there in the streets. That's what my guess is, is they can't placate the they can't play up that crowd as in, oh, well. Uh, these are the ones that are ruining it for everybody because they're not getting vaccinated. No, those are the people that are out there opposing the government, the government puppets, the celebrities, the sports stars, all the rest of them. They're out there opposing that and they're opposing the group at Davos. 
So as a result, you're being punished. You're being told you have to remain closed because you're not doing what you're told like a good little slave. Now, Germany has considered, they've considered, they haven't said it, but they've considered relaxing a mask mandate because their cases are at a nine month low. Well, we're in the middle of June. I would expect the cases of cold and flu to be down at this time of year. I would expect that. Now, they're considering relaxing the, the mask mandate. Of course, you'll only get it relaxed for, oh, I don't know, uh, a month, maybe two, three, possibly at the most. Now, they've recorded the lowest number of cases because <laughs> something strange is going on over here because some places are requiring that you have to do a COVID test before you get there. And it's not even it's not like you pull up to these testing places. I haven't gone through one, but you pull up to these testing places and you literally get the mouth swab, not the nose. Right. You just get the mouth swab. You don't even have to get out of the car and you let them send you a message on your phone and they'll send you the green check mark, the yellow check mark or the red one. Yeah. The stoplight system. So you'll get that. Of course, it's more convenient if you have the app. If you just get the app, then it's it's more convenient for you to have that. And then they could send it directly to that. So if you have the app, they can just scan the app at the testing center and then they can just send you the uh, the results within a few minutes. And that's good for 72 hours to get into to businesses and, and things. Select businesses, though. My gym has reopened for the uh, third time, I think, or fourth time, whatever it is. I've lost count now. And they say that in this in this region where I'm at, they're recommending tests, but they're not required. So they're recommending them. And the reason they're recommending them, or excuse me, the reason they're not required is because the cases are below 100 per 100,000. So the Robert Koch Institute, which is like the CDC here, pretty much, uh, which is the National Disease Control Center, said Monday that 549 new cases were reported over the previous 24 hours. 549 cases nationally. And they're thinking about reducing a mask mandate. <laughs> that's worse than the UK. That That's worse than the UK. That's ridiculous. It's the first time since September 21st that the figure has been under 1,000. But that's because a few things, and this is just my opinion based on the research that we've done around here. There's been an investigation launched into the testing in this country. I've noticed that when I go to the stores now, they don't sell the rapid tests anymore. You used to be able to buy them over the counter. They've pulled all of them. Why? Now you have to go to places like pharmacies and things like that to get tested. You can't just buy them now. You used to be able to just buy like a five pack for like 15 bucks or whatever it was. You could test yourself and then present the results whenever you needed to. Those are all gone. There's been an official investigation launched into the testing. You've got Dr. Fulmish and his legal team that are looking into the creator of the, the PCR test that they've been using that was endorsed by the World Health Organization as the, quote, gold standard. And they can't even find... Now, um, we're talking about a legal team here. People that have uh, access to these types of investigative measures to these people. The person that developed this test that is the supposed the that is supposedly the gold standard that they're using across uh, Europe not just Germany but Europe they can't even find out if the man that developed it is an actual doctor or a scientist they can't find his credentials anywhere who is this guy <laughs> and they're parading him around on TV like he's the you know, he's holier than thou, like the sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci. So the infection numbers here have declined sharply in recent weeks, and a discussion has started about the future of mask wearing rules. Now, the uh, the health minister here, uh, Spahn, who is a complete, complete sellout to Klaus Schwab and company, all he's doing is vomiting up the World Economic Forum talking points. That's all he's doing. Oh, 
these vaccines are safe. They're proven. Are you going to take one? No, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. You going to take one of these AstraZeneca vaccines? No, 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 I'm, I'm not going to do that. Merkel said the same thing. Are you going to take one? No, I can't do that. Why not? You're the one pushing them. Uh-huh. So the health minister here, uh, Spahn, he told uh, one of the newspapers here that a step-by-step approach should be taken with rules to wear them outdoors lifted first. <laughs> I see the occasional idiot running around here. I saw a guy today driving with his windows down, mask on in the car. Today, it's the middle of June. I see people walking around in parking lots of businesses with masks on. I tell you something, it will be a cold day in a very hot spot before you catch my sorry behind out there wearing a mask outside. Winter or summer, doesn't matter. Not going to happen. He said that they could be dropped little by little indoor areas with very low infection and high vaccination rates. Does that sound like Dr. Anthony Fauci to you? Sounds almost like the exact same wordage. Funny how that works. All right. Um, I've got nine things here. I got a list of nine things. You know, we like lists around here. And I, I thought we'd go down these nine mm-hmm. points here. And I thought we could we could discuss this. This is out of Breitbart. They do some fantastic work over there. Of course, they're also one of the uh, uh, the conspiracy websites that the you know the the mainstream media talks about all the time. So hey, let's just give them a look and see see if any of this stuff is conspiratorial, right? Let's try and debunk the ones that are supposedly debunked. Let's try and do it. I like doing that because it's a challenge to our uh, our, our own viewpoints. So why not? Why not? So let's let's run it through the washing machine and see how it comes out on the other end. So they have nine points here. Nine ways China created a pandemic that have nothing to do with the Wuhan lab. You know, this caught me as uh, something that was that was really interesting to me because I'm looking at the legal side of things, the team that's being put together by the American and German legal team that's pursuing Nuremberg too against these these frauds. But he's not focusing on what's going on. If you if you listen to, to him very carefully, he's not focusing on the accident at the Wuhan lab. He's not focusing on that. The media is trying to get everybody pointed in that direction. He's not looking at that. And I think this is a very unique approach. He's looking at the testing because the testing is what all of this is based on. That is the foundation, the underpinning of all this. If you don't have the testing, then you don't have a pandemic. So let's look at these nine ways that China created a pandemic that have nothing to do with that P4 lab, shall we? Now, there was a poll that was published by the Trafalgar Group this week that revealed that most Americans believe the virus leaked from a laboratory, right? A lot of people are being Mm -hmm. pushed in that direction. I think that's a misdirection. Now, I'm not saying that there wasn't a problem there. Certainly with Fauci and uh, the the DOD, among many others, funding that gain-of-function research in China, that's a problem. Now, if something leaked up out or leaked out of there and, and got out into the world, possibly, maybe, in fact, more than likely, would not put it past them. And the fact that China is covering everything up, that's a cause for concern even more. So I could see that. I can see that. But that doesn't make up for the fact that you have this massive fraud when it comes to testing, right? So let's look at point number one, turning a blind eye to illegal wildlife sales in wet markets. Okay. Well, is that legal or is that illegal in China? I would argue it's it's all legal until they, I mean, and to be honest with you, I think that they scapegoated the wet market. I, I don't agree with those things, uh, the, those markets like that. I think those things are, I think it's just horrible. And that's not a dig at the Chinese people either or their culture, but I think that's just that's just terrible the way that those animals are treated in there. Uh, as a matter of fact, I don't buy, you know, I'm not one of these the, these vegan types, but I don't buy products that are not completely uh, bio or, or organic or the rest of it. If it's not a grass 100% grass-fed cow, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. 
Uh, if it's not a, a free range chicken, I don't buy the eggs, you know, that kind of stuff. I, I like to buy my milk straight from the cow. Call me old fashioned. I, I like that stuff. I like to support local farms and the farmers like to do things as much by the uh, uh, by, by the traditional standards as I can. But the fact is, in the U.S., it's very difficult to come by because of all the regulations, big agra. All the rest of it, it's very difficult to do. But turning a blind eye to illegal wildlife sales in wet market. A study published by the Scientific Reports begun years prior to the pandemic and relying on close ties to vendors revealed that consumers had access to nearly 50,000 live animals for sale as meat at the onset of the Wuhan coronavirus outbreak. Now, China officials claim that the true origin of the virus is an American army laboratory in Maryland. Uh, I mean, they're talking about Fort Detrick. Okay, that was that was a lab in controversy with the uh, uh, the um, anthrax thing after 9-11. And so China had initially blamed that wet market. So they blamed the outbreak on the wildlife sold illegally in the Wuhan seafood market. Yeah, you remember bat soup, the pangolin sandwich, all the rest mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. They say that laws do exist to protect endangered species in China, but officials often fail to enforce them. Are you saying that people don't enforce the law in in communist China? Are you saying that people turn blind eyes to that if they get paid off and there's corruption there? I, I never would have guessed. I, I never would have guessed that. So among those suspected to sell animals at wet markets are employees at biological laboratories looking to make money off of animals no longer useful for research. Now, that was according to an expert uh, on China, Stephen Mosher. He told that to Breitbart News in February 2020 when he gave an interview with them. Even without a link to the laboratory, however, the Chinese Communist Party tolerated the maintenance of sites known to greatly escalate the danger of new diseases jumping from animals to humans. Virologists agree that markets where sick and stressed animals are caged amid their own waste are breeding grounds for deadly influenza viruses and other diseases that cross species that cross the species barrier and that only luck has prevented previous pandemics. That was according to the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, or PETA, for anybody that wanted to know. Okay, so that's one that's one way that they created a pandemic, right? It was that, turning a blind eye to the wet markets. And just, just to throw this out there, anything that PETA says, I don't trust. I don't either. They're, they're some of the biggest hypocrites out there. Yeah, didn't they say something about milk is like the drink of white supremacists or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, they're... they're, they're Basically, they they put out tweets and comments that are um, incendiary just to bring attention to themselves. Destroying all early virus samples. Yeah, that makes sense. Scientists have not been able to identify a single animal sold at the Hunan seafood market carrying coronavirus. A World Health Organization investigation into the origin of the virus, which was led by Peter Daszak, Daszak, whatever his name is, who funded the lab, I might add. So I wouldn't call that a legitimate investigation by any stretch. Uh, Apparently, they tested 80,000 animal samples in Hubei province, where Wuhan is located, and none of them tested positive for the virus. The lack of evidence that the virus came from animals has fueled speculation around the origin of the virus itself. So there's an obvious reason unrelated to the laboratory for this lack of evidence. The Communist Party officials disinfected the Hunan seafood market and destroyed all early samples of the virus, making it impossible to find the virus itself or any other virus at that wet market. Do you remember seeing the, the video that they put out of, you know, the, uh, the, the crews going in there in full hazmat and mm-hmm. literally everything all gone, all gone? Yeah, spraying it down and yeah. Mm-hmm. They were doing that the whole cities. You know, they had the drones out there mm-hmm. spraying down building sides and you know, all the rest of it. So based on 
comprehensive research and expert opinion, we decided to temporarily manage the pathogen, causing the pneumonia as class two, highly pathogenic, and improvised biosafety requirements on sample collection, transport, and experimental activities, as well as destroying the samples. Now, if you're wondering who said that, that was Lu Denfeng, an official with the China, the Chinese National Health Commission. Now, he said that in May of 2020. So right there, they flat out admit that they destroyed the early samples all the way through. Okay, so what's another way? Arresting and silencing Wuhan doctors for warning of a disease outbreak. You remember Dr. Lee? Very early days. He said, hang on a minute. Th this is back in like first part of November. He said, hang on a minute. Uh, we we've got something going on here. We we've we've got a SARS-like outbreak here, this this pneumonia-like thing, and I got patients coming in by the boatloads. We we we've got to we've got to let people know of what's going on. They arrested him. They made him sign a confession and agree to the fact that he was how how was it that they so graciously put it? He was disrupting social harmony or something by spreading conspiracy theories. Something course, on that line, yeah. Yeah, of course, they later had to retract that and they had to uh, let him go. So months passed between the Communist Party first attaining knowledge of the novel disease and the party deciding to alert global health authorities. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't think that that matters because we were getting the same talking points from the Chinese Communist Party as we were from the World Health Organization. The exact same ones. 100% confirmation there is no human-to-human -human transmission. 100%. Nothing to worry about. During that time, courageous Wuhan doctors were working overtime to treat a sudden surge of cases of unexplained respiratory illnesses. These doctors documented evidence that the disease may be contagious and shared concerns it may be fueled by a coronavirus and urged each other to use protective measures against the infectious disease. So, as I said, the CCP did what? They arrested and disappeared several of those doctors. Some resurfaced, but they were forced to offer humiliating apologies for <clears throat> spreading rumors. Isn't that kind of what you need to do? Kind of like what's been going on here in the West with all of our sports stars admitting their guilt for something that they're not guilty of? Drew Brees, uh, John Cena, that type. Yeah. Uh, Free Hong Kong, NBA, anybody? Some have endured mysterious health conditions and some have died. You think Dr. Lee actually died of COVID? I don't. No. Even the... Even the most woke person that I know who buys into all this stuff that knows about Dr. Lee said, I don't believe for a second that he died of COVID. Even they say that. China arrested at least eight people in January of 2020 for spreading rumors. The most prominent among them, again, Dr. Lee Wenlang, a 34-year-old ophthalmologist who had shared a warning on social media, yeah, his uh, private WeChat group, to fellow health workers that he had feared a disease similar to SARS and other coronavirus illnesses was spreading around in Wuhan. Most of those messages were in group messages on WeChat, meaning that he had not even made these statements in public, meaning they were watching. The Communist Party, nonetheless, forced him to sign a document apologizing and accepting. We solemn, I'm quoting here, we solemnly warn you, if you keep being stubborn with such impertinence and continue this illegal activity, you will be brought to justice. Is that understood? Well, yes, comrade. In February of 2020, Dr. Lee died of COVID-19, according to the authorities, according to the authorities. He deteriorated awful fast, I have to say, for someone being as healthy as he was. At the time, scientists yeah. had not yet documented the disease, uh, the disease's low mortality rate among healthy and young people, which, again, 34 years old, he was not in the age range for uh, any kind of a fatality to have happened to him. In fact, his age range yeah. is... I mean, he's 99 point, well, basically 99.9 .9, uh, 
uh, chance of survivability. And he succumbed to it. In fact, the hospitalization rate for people in that age group is way lower than the 2% margin. The 2% margin is because of the people over 75. So that age range, he should have been totally unaffected by that. He might have come down with, you know, cough or, you know, kind of like what you did for a few days, lost the taste and smell and and uh, yeah. down for 24, 48 hours. Hell, we were still podcasting while that stuff was going on. Yep. So, I mean, it couldn't have hit yep. you that bad. Nope. Another doctor, I Fen, disappeared in early 2020 after repeatedly warning residents of Wuhan, where she worked as a director of emergency management at Wuhan Central Hospital, that the city was facing an outbreak of unknown infectious disease. I's primary crime in the eyes of the Communist Party was insisting that the virus was contagious while Chinese officials reportedly told global health authorities and Wuhan residents that it was not. Again, no human-to-human transmission. Not counting bizarre comments published on her account on WeChat, a Chinese social media outlet, I disappeared from the public eye for about a year. Hmm, about a year. In January of 2021, she resurfaced half blind and suffering from what she described as the results of a botched cataract surgery. Her whereabouts to this day remain unknown. Uh huh. Now, that was only point one, two, and three. Are, are we seeing any uh, conspiracy theories yet? Is any of this a conspiracy theories? I mean, kind of seems like conspiracy fact. Just, just but. a little bit. Now, this is a debunked website, according to the mainstream media. Uh, failing to test and isolate potential coronavirus patients. Well, no, they didn't do that. They just welded people into their buildings and let them die in there. If you didn't have any food, well, they don't care. Yeah, that was that was pretty crazy video. They were literally welding them in. Uh-huh. It, it was, yeah, it was a crazy video. You think that these these uh, these sick scumbags, these sycophants that that run these countries that we live in, you think they wouldn't do the same thing if they if they could? You think they wouldn't? They don't have the logistics at the moment to be able to pull that off. If they could, they would do it. But they don't have the logistics. They don't have the military. As a matter of fact, they've been doing everything over the last two to three decades to destroy our armed forces, and they've been doing what in recent months? Defund the police. Get rid of the police officers. They don't have the logistics to be able to pull it off. The Chinese do. They've got it. They've got the PLA. They've got the police in pocket. They don't have to worry about that. Now, we knew that those cases were bogus anyway, coming out of China. You going to trust the numbers coming out of China? I'm certainly not. According to China, even today, they only lost 3,200 people total. Oh, but see, you dumb Westerners, you don't know what you're doing. You, you can't handle this. You've got all these cases. You got all these deaths. Of course, they're greatly exaggerated by about, oh, I don't know, a factor of 95. And we knew the numbers in the early days coming out of China. It was every day. It was 2.2%, 2.2%, 2.2%. It was just it was the exact same number that was coming out every day of an increase. So you, you knew that the numbers were, were crap and you couldn't trust them. But that placated in that that played right into the hands of the uh, the Western governments, didn't it? Well, we can't we can't trust the information coming out of China, so we have to do this as a precautionary measure. Oh, you're still stuck in it, aren't you? Number five, hosting a family style banquet for 130,000 people a month into the pandemic. So that was the Lunar New Year, right? Chinese New Year. Oh, they didn't wait to lock everything down until after all of that. No, they didn't close anything down until after the Chinese New Year. You had to get everybody back into uh, the uh, uh, the area of Italy in Lombardy and Milan for Fashion Week. You had to wait until you could get there. You had to wait until you could get everybody to and from back, uh, back and forth to the U.S. You had to wait until you could get people to and from mainland Europe. You needed a cedar of some kind. You had to get people from family back in Chinatown in New York. You had to get people from back in Chinatown in California, in San Francisco. So you could go out and have a dim sum with Nancy, if anybody remembers that. 
So it gave the Western elites, excuse me, I hate to keep referring to the politicians as that because they're nothing but fools, but it gave the politicians the ability to have incubation points in those areas. You had to have New York. If you were going to push a pandemic agenda, you had to have New York. You had to have Vegas. You had to have Los Angeles or San Francisco. You had to have it. It gave them an opportunity to play identity politics, didn't it? Because that's what it that's what it was. It turned into an identity politics game immediately. Would you ban flights from China? No, you're a, you're a racist xenophobe if you do. So they were playing party politics. You needed that. You couldn't really play it in Europe, but you needed to. You needed a couple of points over here. You needed Paris, but you didn't get it. But instead, you got Milan. Right, Fashion Week. You had people from all over the world. So you had big travel points. New York, busiest city in the world. One of the busiest cities in the world. I would argue it's that or Tokyo. You've got New York. You've got Milan for Fashion Week. People from all over the world. Would have happened in Paris if they would have had Fashion Week in Paris or, or something going on up there. But it didn't. Because the cities we were watching in the initial stages, and we were talking to people on the inside, they were saying, watch New York, watch India, watch Las Vegas, watch Paris. If you get Paris, if you get... India, if you get New York and Las Vegas, those four places, if you get those four with a major pandemic, the world will fall. Cutting domestic flights, letting 5 million people leave Wuhan, exactly that, Lunar New Year. You had to seed those places. They didn't shut down internal traffic in China at all. We looked at the flights. We were watching them. We were watching them on the uh, the sky trackers. I mean, you can go on and, and you can see where the, the planes are at. Did that look like, I mean, you can see that we could see the ones that were over the Pacific flying back and forth. We saw the ones that were over, uh, the, the ones that were over Eastern Europe, Western Europe. We saw it. They weren't shutting the flights down. They didn't care. Blocking warnings from Taiwan to the World Health Organization that the virus was contagious. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Everything that Taiwan put up, the World Health Organization would have it taken down. The people over at Twitter would have it taken down. Some of the stuff that we were reporting on, some of the white papers were out of there. Yep. They're in India. Oh, yeah. They had that one pulled. Actually, actually, the uh, the first one we were we were referencing, they actually had that one pulled. Mm-hmm. Taiwan is not a member of the World Health Organization. Well, see, that's why you can't you can't take it seriously because they're not a member of the World Health Organization. So they they've been the uh, the authority on everything. And if the if the World Health Organization doesn't doesn't agree to it, if it's not in the World Health Organization guidelines, then then we can't follow it. And if you think I'm joking, go on YouTube. They tell you exactly that. We follow the COVID nineteen regulations that are approved by the World Health Organization. That's all we follow. If you don't adhere to that, you can't be on our platform. That's what they say. It's right up there, plain as day. Facebook and Twitter, same thing. We follow the World Health Organization, which is a wholly owned arm of of the Chinese Communist Party. In the interest of public safety, Taiwanese officials nonetheless reached out to the World Health Organization in December of 2019, stating that it had evidence of a novel disease infecting people in central China and that those suspected of having a disease in Taiwan were being quarantined, which, again, that was a clear message that it was contagious. And again, it was ignored. News resources today indicate that at least seven atypical pneumonia cases were reported in Wuhan, China. An email from that was an email that was sent from Taiwan's Central Epidemic Command Center, which is like their CDC. They sent that to the World Health Organization that same day. China's health authorities replied to the media that the cases were believed not to be SARS. However, the samples were still under examination and the cases had been isolated for treatment. Of course, they destroyed all of that shortly after. Taiwan did report our concerns on the severity of the coronavirus last December to the World Health Organization. That was according to uh, Taiwan's Economic and Cultural Representative Office. Uh, He said that in March of 2020. But as a rule, our reporting is always a one-way street. The World Health Organization mostly ignored our messages and never shared information as they do to other countries. Uh, Do you remember the uh, the Canadian, or excuse me, the, the 
uh, was it the the reporter from Taiwan or Hong Kong? It might have been. And she was asking the World Health Organization rep about Taiwan, and he hung up on her. He, the the Skype call. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember which agency she was with, but it was an Asian woman, and uh-huh. she was asking about just that. She was asking about Taiwan, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I I I didn't hear the question." She's like, "Oh, I can ask it again," and he's like, uh, "No, no, that's okay. Just move on." And she goes, "No, I really want to talk about." Click hung up. Uh, and then when she when she was able to to get him back on the line. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We've already talked about China. We can move on. Yeah. Next point. Telling the World Health Organization the virus was not contagious. Again, no human to human transmission. As a matter of fact, I have the actual tweet right here. This is put out on January 14th of 2020 at 12.18 p.m. for anybody that wants to go look it up. Preliminary investigations conducted by the Chinese authorities have found no clear evidence of human to human transmission of the novel coronavirus identified in Wuhan, China. That's not me saying it. That's the World Health Organization saying it from their verified blue check mark Twitter account. So the World Health Organization head, uh, Ted Rose or whatever his name is, uh, the, uh, the the stooge that they got up there, uh, he says this virus is not influenza. With the right measures, it can be contained. That is one of the key messages from China. Uh, now, he said that on February 27th of 2020. Uh, so that was uh, that was just a little over a month after that tweet was put out. Uh, scientists have subsequent, subsequently compiled evidence that the two viruses are indeed dissimilar. The coronavirus appears to be far more contagious as preventative measures against it appear to have been entirely wiped out in the 2020 flu season in the United States, among other nations, I might add. We haven't seen any flu cases. I mean, hardly any. Well, I mean, there's been some like what, a couple of hundred, two, three hundred. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. A fraction of what we usually see, like one one thousandth. Mm hmm. And those are cases. I don't even think they're reporting any deaths, any flu deaths. Mm-hmm. No flu, no, uh, just influenza in, in general. Uh, like it, the, the numbers were down immensely. They were, everything was COVID. Last point here. Selling faulty PPE, test kits, and vaccines to the world. So by March of 2020, China China's attempts to hide the extremely contagious nature of the coronavirus had failed. So the Communist Party moved on to using the pandemic for profit selling billions of dollars in PPE, vaccines, test kits, and other medical gear to the world. You know, if you go into some of these stores and you see the the masks that were on sale up there on the, the, the racks, they all were made in China. All of them. It's, it's hilarious. You're being told to wear a mask to go into a business. Oh, and we have all these masks here that you have to buy. The government's not going to issue them to you. You have to buy them. Oh, and by the way, they're coming from the place where the virus came from. Wow. Wow. It's 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 in your face and they love every minute of it. So Chinese state media have openly boasted of its economic boom in the light of sales of this equipment to the world. Oh, yeah. 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 See, we're closed. We're closed. We're not allowed to reopen. We're not allowed to, to, to make any of this stuff. But um, China, well, they've had a nearly eight percent growth rate. First time they've had a GDP growth in, I think, 10 years. See, China's been declining for quite some time, as in economically. They're building ghost cities, in fact. So. That's not what the mainstream media talks about. They always talk about, oh, China's doing this economically. China's doing that economically. They're always talking up China, especially on the financial networks like CNBC that they own, by the way. And when I say own, I'm not talking about, yeah, they they openly outright own it. No, 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 no. They're too busy uh, attending private calls, private meetings, and private dinners. 
with the people that run the network. That's how they own it. So while cornering the market on the now highly sought after products, Chinese companies around the world hoarded personal protective equipment supplies. They did that in Australia. You remember they went down and they bought up all the masks and they had them all shipped back commercially to China. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Depleting country supplies and thus generating more demand. Much of this merchandise was of low quality and created a false sense of security that exacerbated regional outbreaks. Yup. Yup. European nations were among the most severely hurt by the choice to per- by the choice to purchase Chinese PPE. The UK, Spain, Finland and the Netherlands and the Czech Republic all discovered critical errors in the manufacturing of PPE in China. Mostly masks and gloves of low quality left health workers and others vulnerable to the contagion. Well, the masks don't work anyway. The gloves. I mean, you put on a pair of rubber gloves. Look, all that's going to do. And, and it, it does it does keep your it, it does form a barrier around your uh, your your hands like around. Your, but your skin is going to be your best barrier. But when you have gloves on, all you're doing is you're pushing the virus or the germs or the bacteria somewhere else. That, that's all you're doing. They're not sticking to the gloves or anything like that. You have to actually change your gloves out as often as you change your mask out. Do you think a surgeon walks into a, a sterile operating room with the same mask and the same gloves? No. As a matter of fact, they're having those things changed out. That's why they have all those people around them. They can't even touch themselves. So they're having the masks changed out. They're having the gloves changed out. India, Tanzania, Turkey, Czech Republic, and Israel have accused China of selling them test kits that do not offer accurate test results. You mean to tell me that they're selling you test kits that are faulty and they're, they're given false positives or they're they're contaminated when you get them? Really? From China? No, never would have guessed it. Meaning individuals they carrying the virus could... Thing. Yeah. Meaning individuals that carrying the virus could test negative and go on to infect others. False positive, false negative. What's the difference, right? It's all the same. So what's the difference? What, what's the worst that could happen, right? What, what's the worst that could happen? In Tanzania's case, the test resulted in false positives on several absurd examples. For example, they tested goat's blood and the pulp from a pawpaw, which is a fruit tree. Uh, as a matter of fact, it actually tastes oddly like a banana. They're really good, actually. So China's coronavirus vaccines, they also appear to be failing to prevent outbreaks in countries that trust them, particularly the low quality product from Sinovac Biotech known as Coronavac. Uh, it was the Seychelles, right? They largely vaccinated down there. That was the most vaccinated country in the world, the Seychelles. That's right. The, the island nation. It was just a few weeks ago. They were going back into lockdown. They had, was it like over 70% of their population vaccinated? I think it was, I think it was like pushing 80%. Yeah. But yeah. they were they it, were vaccinating they with were Iceland. They're an island. Yeah, I mean, so they're the most quarantine of the quarantine. Yeah, but they were vaccinating with Sinovac uh, mm-hmm. or or Sinopharm. C- C- uh, Sorry, I think it was Sinopharm. But anyway, it was one of the Chinese ones. One of them. Now here's a country, and again, I'm not bashing the Chinese people. I'm not doing that. I mean, those are some of the most hardworking people you'll ever meet, next to probably the uh, uh, the people that come out of Latin America that do hard labor. But here's a country that has not developed a vaccine in 5,000 years. And now all of a sudden, they develop one, and supposedly it's it's the most successful vaccine on the planet. This island nation, the Seychelles, it's a French territory. Th- this island nation, they vaccinated their population with the ones from China. They're back in the lockdown because of cases. What are they whacking their citizens up with? Hell, what are we whacking our citizens up with? We don't even know. The inserts are blank. So the government of Chile where the overwhelming number of vaccinated people have received Coronavac, 
locked down the Santiago metropolitan area starting on Saturday due to a dramatic rise in cases that had corresponded to a dramatic rise in vaccinations with Chinese products. Well, how on earth did that happen? Mongolia? Also had a similar problem, although Mongolia is very sparsely populated. But they went after uh, the the one down there. They they took uh, Cine- the one from Sinopharm. Chinese is he a president or is he a dictator? Well, he's a dictator. Uh, Xi Jinping has heavily promoted the use of Chinese vaccines globally, vowing to flood the market with billions of doses, and has actively refused to promote the vaccines at home. Why? Why? Why is that? You don't hear about mass vax. I, I said this last month, actually. I said, why is it you're not hearing about mass vaccination campaigns in China? Because they're not doing them. The head of the Chinese CDC, Gao Fu, said in April 2021, and I quote, the Chinese vaccines don't have very high protection rates. Now, is any of that, everything that we just covered, is any of that a debunked conspiracy theory, in your opinion? No. I, I like uh, this is all this is all stuff we've reported on. This is all stuff that we've mentioned or or found in our research. Like the only thing that I would caveat with all of this is in the beginning, we did talk about, OK, maybe maybe it was, you know, a bad, you know, the bad soup that we kind of reported on that in the early days. And then we switched when we found out that, uh, wait, the, the research on this is not showing that it was from a bat or a pangolin or whatever. Once you started looking at those samples, like the real samples, once you started looking at those and you're like, uh, look at this spike protein, L- look, at, look at these inserts. There's no way that this came from, from bat soup or a pangolin sandwich. <laughs> there's no way. And we had GP look at it and he's like, yeah, there's that's they need to stop saying that. <laughs> so it was pretty obvious in the, in the first days. And then, of course, we started uh, we started looking at the, the connections with uh, with Canada and the Chinese scientists there. And I mean, that was that was early, early on. Uh, we saw we we were talking about that. And then once we started to actually, I mean, but even before all that, two weeks in, once once it got to two weeks to flatten the curve and they didn't let up on it, we thought, OK, there's something else going on here because immediately we started seeing because in the very early days of our podcasting days, I mean, like one of the first, I think, three or four that we did, we did the Green New Deal. That's what we did. I think it was the first one. Uh, no, we, we did one on socialism for our very first one. And then I think like the f- first three or four, it was uh, we did the Green New Deal. It was a two-parter. And okay. it's, been, it's been that long ago. And we're starting to see all these these politicians and stuff. They're talking about like things that are in the Green New Deal. And we're like, wait a minute, something's wrong here. We need to we need to stop and reset. And then that's when we figured out what they were doing. Let's spend the last few minutes here. And, and I know we're at time I, that that took a lot longer than what I thought it was. Yeah, but it was it, I, I like tr- going through and and looking at things that we've reported on. And, and I see the mainstream media calling out uh, places like Breitbart, which is a, a great, great reporting agency, by the way. And uh, you know, go check them out if, if you haven't subscribed to them on tell They've got a Telegram channel up. Go subscribe to them. The mainstream media calls it well. It's that's a debunked conspiracy theory. So I don't go over there. Now, don't pay any attention to what those the, those lunatics talk about. Okay, so let's look at the things that they're point that they're pointing out, saying, okay, nine reasons that China caused a pandemic that's not related to the Wuhan lab. That's a fair point. That's a fair point because I want to tie it into what the legal team's doing with Nuremberg too, and exactly that. There it is. All right, let's spend the last few minutes here. I, I want to talk about this. You had brought this to my attention. Uh, China's got a nuclear problem now? Yeah, so there is a French company. They were actually, uh, basically, they went to the U.S. government, to, to our um, energy department. Uh, the company Framatome, 
I'm probably skewing the name because it's French. However, they they went to the um, department and said, hey, uh, there's um, a a possible crisis there, a a disaster, if you will. And of course, the Biden administration said, um, believes the facility is not yet at a crisis level. However, the site is a, uh, they're having just a slight problem with leaking, uh, uh, well, uh, fusion, or, or excuse me, fission gases, you know, so radioactive gas is being leaked. No problem there. I mean, not an issue. In fact, the Chinese government thinks that it's such a um, uh, bad issue that they're actually raising the uh, allowed amount of gas that's released from that facility so that it may, you know, remain active. Um, This is literally across the bay from Hong Kong. Um, It is kind of in that vicinity over there as this continues leaking gas and if it increases um if they continue to, to raise that shenzhen and uh hong kong and the areas over there are going to be at risk of um nuclear contaminate uh contamination well shenzhen that's not good uh for the chinese because that's essentially shenzhen is essentially the silicon valley of china more or less so that would be that would be bad uh for china uh Hong Kong, I really don't think that they care too much about the Hong Kong Chinese, to be honest. Uh, They're getting more resistance down there than what they thought they were going to get. So, yeah, uh, you say they just raised the level of what they said was safe? That's all they did? Yeah, that's what the Chinese did. Um, uh, Keep in mind, the the French company that's saying that that are warning about this, they are the co-owners of this nuclear facility. Um, and it seems odd, this article points out, which is uh, CNN, by the way, they said it's yeah. odd that the French company is coming to the United States instead of going to their counterpart uh, in the Chinese uh, at huh. this facility. Uh, that's that's it's really almost interesting. Like, uh, it's almost like they know a disaster is on the way and they're trying to stop it before it happens by coming to us. Yeah. And we tell them nothing to see here. Um, I would just like to also point out, why does China have uh, nuclear reactors, by the way? Why why do they have that? Oh, that's the Clintons. Sorry. Inconvenient truth, I guess. Uh, just point out they also have a breeder reactor, which allows them to make plutonium. Uh, just bring that one up again. Yeah. You know, NATO announced today that they have this is this should really freak you out. NATO announced today that they have no intention whatsoever to launch land based nuclear missiles from Europe. That means you're going to get them launched from Europe. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, by the way, they don't have any way of launching them. For example, the uh, the nuclear missiles that they have here in Germany, the Germans don't have access to them. NATO doesn't have access to them. So anyway, uh, back to this. So a letter sent from the French company to the Department of Energy and obtained by CNN, that right there makes me question it right there. Yeah. Uh, warned Chinese safety regulators were reportedly raising the acceptable limits for radiation detected in the area surrounding the power plant in an effort to avoid having to shut the plant down. Do you remember Fukushima yeah. after the uh, uh, the tsunami in Japan? It was a terrible thing. It was it was a terrible thing. Uh, but Tokyo Electric Power, the company there, they covered all that. up. I mean, when when you saw that explosion, I mean, hell, that was a mushroom cloud coming up off of that reactor. You saw the rods coming up out of it. <laughs> you can see it. And what did they do? They covered it up. They covered it up. And the radioactive levels on the west coast of the United States and the west coast of Canada up into uh, uh, Vancouver and British Columbia, up into there, they the radiation levels were two times higher than what they were normally 
And so what did the EPA do? They did exactly the same thing here as the Department of Energy did, uh, or excuse me, as the uh, the Chinese safety regulators did. They just said, well, uh, that's okay. We don't want to alarm the public. Uh, we're, we're just going to raise the level of what we say is safe. That's all we're going to do. It, it reminds me of, of what happened with Chernobyl. I, I don't know how closely you've ever looked at the Chernobyl scenario, but it reminds me of of what happened there. And that is the Soviet government at the time, the Russian government at the time, they did everything they could possibly do to cover that thing up. They didn't even tell the people living in the town of Pripyat. Everybody knows Pripyat, you know, the, the, the Chernobyl town. Everybody knows it. It's in video games. They make movies, TV shows out of it now. Hell, you can go there and tour it if you want. I'm serious. You go to Chernobyl tour groups or whatever it is. They, they I mean, there's several groups that do mm-hmm. it. They, they got a hotel in there you can stay in now. You know, a new one. So, I've seen uh, people that went down there that got drone footage. Yeah. Flying yeah, around. I mean, yeah. Well, they, they allow it to a, to a point. Yeah. I mean, you have to be supervised up, you know, uh, the Ukrainians, they, you have to be supervised and they, they have to approve it and all that stuff. So, I mean, I, I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is when the Soviet government knew what was going on, they covered all that up. They didn't tell anybody. They didn't tell the world what was going on. I told the story last week, I think it was, or the, maybe it was a week before, when we were talking about COVID-19 being the biological Chernobyl of our time, except instead of the Soviet Union and a nuclear reactor and nuclear disaster, you you do it with China and a biological weapon, a biological Chernobyl. They're handling it in the same way. All the cover-ups, the disinformation, everything else. And it wasn't until during the time of Chernobyl, it wasn't until the Swedish in the Scandinavian countries, Northern Europe, it wasn't until their alarms went off saying that there's a nuclear problem. And and once that broke, then the Russians had to come out. Gorbachev had to come out and make a statement to the world. But the initial people that they brought in, just like Dr. Lee, right? Dr. Lee was was threatened. His He, he and his colleagues were taken away, told they didn't know what they were talking about, had to sign public confessions, humiliating themselves and all the rest of it. The people that the Russian government sent down from Moscow, the nuclear scientists and engineers they sent down from Moscow to Chernobyl to take the readings, they sent them out through the towns, through Pripyat and all the rest of it, where the population was there. They didn't tell the people there what was going on. Kids were still out playing in parks. People were still having weddings. Kids were still going to school. They've got people in PPE running around their town with Geiger counters taking readings. And when they reported back... They said, what are the radiation levels? And they said, they're at 15,000. I think the normal level was at like at three or, or something, or between like one and three at the time. And they said, your machine is faulty. Your equipment is faulty. Throw them in the garbage and get out of here. The only reason that they said that the readings were at 15,000 is because that is the highest the meter itself would go. Wouldn't go any higher than that. I'm sure it was a lot higher than that. The people in that town for three days were getting lethal doses of radiation, and they were never told. When the government finally sent in evacuation buses, people were just told, you're only leaving for a few days. Take whatever you need for a few days. That area will now be uninhabited for 4,000 years. So another nuclear disaster by China this time? Maybe. Possible. I don't know what type of reactor that one is, so I don't know if it's going to be another Chernobyl, but... Still, the biological Chernobyl, you've got that aspect. China needs to do something to turn themselves back into a victim. They're not the victim. They're being put back up on the world stage because everyone's starting to now push. And this this is what concerns me the most. The media is pushing the lab leak theory, right? Why? 
Why why are they pushing that? And I'm not saying that uh, that that virus didn't come out of a lab. I'm not saying that. But my question is, and I'm just questioning, I, and I legitimately want an answer to this question. I've been trying to find one every single day that I'm asking myself this question. And that is, why is the mainstream media pushing people in that direction? The only reason that they have to push people in that direction is because that's what they want people to focus on. Why? They are, by the way, these reactors, they, they're the third generation of um, high pressure reactors. They're high pressures. Oh, my God. You know, the world, because of the Chernobyl disaster, doesn't build those type of reactors anymore because they're too dangerous. We're over on time, but uh, but that's OK. It was a, it's, it's a great discussion. But anyway, all right, we are going to have to go. So for those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram, get over there, get signed up to us. We do put out all of our podcasts we put out here every day, and we also put it out an exclusive podcast just for our Telegram subscribers once a week. So get over there and get signed up to us. You also get access to our news feed and our comment section as well. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that will do it for today. I don't know for sure. It is up in the air at the moment. I don't know for sure if we will be here tomorrow. There is something that that I have going on tomorrow, uh, and I'm not sure that we'll be able to make it tomorrow. So if we're not here, then we will see you on Thursday. Everyone have a great evening.